Hello there. My name's Mark, aka the Canardian, and this is episode 44 of the Holocron Chronicles. We're gonna go until my voice gives out. I am getting off the worst week of vacation sickness ever. So bear with me if this is a little bit rough mm. sounding, but I am joined, as always, by my much better sounding co-host, Charlie Carden. Charlie, how you doing? Well, I don't know about that, but I am pretty dreamy. Uh, four out of five dentists will agree. And Wait modest. a second. That doesn't make any sense. Okay, four out of five something or other. I don't know. Not ex-wives, because uh, I don't have four <laughs> of those. But yeah, no, I'm good. It's Monday, uh, but we, we did have some Star Wars news today. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about The Last Jedi today, so all kinds of fun. So, you know, there's, all, there's all kind of stuff in the chamber. We're going to be good. Absolutely. But before we get to any of that, I have to introduce a guest I am so excited to have on the show. This has been a long time coming. I'm a big fan. I hope you are too. Alan from Level Up Sabres, welcome to Holocron Chronicles. I'm excited that we finally got to make this happen. How you doing, Internet? Happy. Morning. I hope I hope they collectively just said they're doing great, and uh, and I hope you're doing great as well. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, I want to know a little bit about you, and then we're going to get into your Star Wars story. So, tell us tell us a little bit the, about the the friendly neighborhood master out. Um, so I'm a martial arts instructor by trade and I have been for a very long time. Um, and the, the friendly neighborhood master Allen bit started at the beginning of COVID when we had to sort of lock down our group classes and some other things. So I started churning out, um, martial arts instructional content for our students that were all like, you know, okay, we have to spend X amount of weeks at home now. And so like that generated our YouTube channel. And then that just became sort of like my sign off was, and this is your friendly neighborhood master island, blah, 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 blah. Um, and so then I brought that with me to TikTok when I started that. And then I accidentally went viral and everything has basically been stumbling <laughs> in since then. Um, I like uh, that accidentally gone viral thing. Like you just blew up on TikTok. It's been amazing to follow and just see some of the the TikTok celebs and other like real celebs who have like connected with you or I've seen you stitch with or they've like done some stuff. And then of course, like if you're like me and you follow lightsaber spinners and you know cosplayers and stuff, like you pop up all the time. But like, what has that been like? That explosion? It's it's. So I, cool. I, I don't have words. So like I worked for a marketing company for a little while. So like one of the things about being a martial arts instructor is that there's not a lot of money in it. And so then you go through periods of time where you have to like have some kind of a, a crappy day job or a less crappy day job, depending. Right. But so I was working for a marketing company for a little while and over and over and over again, part of the company's advice to people would be, you know, be active on social media, be interactive on social media because going viral is just a, like a company making sort of event. And I, I experienced that many times and heard it many times um, from that perspective. I had never been on the receiving end. And so like the Christmas of 2020, like like right, right it was two days before, three days before, something like that. Um, I had a video get a hundred something thousand views in like 36 hours. And so I, I went from... Like, oh, okay, I've added sabers to my site. I'm, I'm doing a thing. This is pretty interesting. Like, because it was originally a training site and I had added product. And some person 
had done a video where they were in their room sort of moving a stick around because it was COVID. We were all stuck at home and everybody was doing like weird short videos and stuff like that. Anyway, and and I was just like, I can make that funny. And so I stitched it and that was born better than a stick. And I sold out of my inventory. Like everything that I had on hand was sold out in less than 12 hours of that video going oh, out. Shit. And it just wow. kept going. It just kept like for, for days and days and days. And it like, you know, I got out of the weekend and I was just like, this got seen a quarter million times. And then it kept going. Holy like, crap. and so, like, you know, it's like I gave it a little bit and then I placed a reorder with my, my manufacturer to be able to fulfill all this stuff that was just like, Oh my God. So like I placed a reorder that was everything I needed plus, you know, a hundred percent on top of that. And then it was still going. So like 10 days later, Jesus. that had sold out too. Like, <laughs> and so like, so then I had to place another resupply order before the one even got there Jeez. because of, because of not having expected that type of, you know, that type of burst and that type of community response and everything else. So I went from like, Oh, cool. I have 3000 followers on TikTok. This is great. This is really neat. You know, I had a video that hit a thousand views. I was super proud of myself. Do 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 brush my shoulders off. Oh, yeah. and, and then that happened. And before the end of that January, I was up over 10,000 people. And then like once, once you've done that, like once you've hit a number like that, then it's easier to reach a big audience again. And you have a built-in credibility when somebody's discovering you for the first time to be like, oh, well, this person's, this person's consistent. This person's credible. This person is approved of. And so then mm. they're more likely to hit the follow button. And so it just, it goes and goes and goes. I broke a hundred thousand earlier this year and I still can't wrap my brain around. Um, you're you're like, gonna hit 110 soon i think you're inching closer to that i thought it was 108 the last time i checked actually oh, but uh, it's it, entirely it's possible it's been um, a weird week it's 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 amazing it's it's great to see because in your videos you come off as a very open very generous guy with any kind of information you you you're you're pretty much just what you see is what you get, or that's what it seems. Uh, you, you're very forthright with information. You don't hold anything back. You're like, this is me. Here's why your order's coming late. It's because it's just me. Here's my <laughs> stock. Here's my inventory. Here are my kids uh, helping me load a car. Like it's, it's all this kind of behind the scenes stuff that I love to see as like, and I'm it, like, if my lightsaber's a week delayed or two weeks delayed, I'm like, I go on TikTok and I'm like, oh shoot, you know, Alan's sick or like his kids <laughs> stubbed their toe or something. Like, I'm like, you know, stuff happens. Like that, that's it. But I love that transparency. And you find that kind of stuff is working for you too. Like, is that I, one of the things that people g grab onto? It has to be part of it. Like, if, if if I if I pretend that it's not a contributing factor, that would be ridiculous, right? Like, the, it's the 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 proof that it is a a person and not. You know, because especially with lightsabers, there's a lot of predatory advertising that happens mm -hmm. where like there, the, there are a lot of companies that scrape YouTube or Instagram or TikTok and they'll they'll get a video of somebody and then use that video to advertise like generally it's like a dropship product. And so what they mm -hmm. do is it's like they use somebody else's video, use text to talk about the features of their saber without ever actually showing their product. 
they get everybody's money, they throw it all into a database, they hand the database off to their manufacturer, and then and disappear. Like that's a, it's, that's a, and lightsabers are not the only industry that this takes place. There's a lot of stuff now that like it pops up, it goes, sorry about that. I'm being assaulted by a fly. Um, But, uh, but you know, like, and there are many like sort of side hustle focused or um, whatever you want to think of, like books or blogs or other things that provide the playbook on how to do that. Mm. fairly easily and the and the whole recipe is like you don't have to provide customer service because you're not still going to exist six months later right and it's intentional and so like when there's that much sort of you know predatory capitalism for lack of a better word or whatever like that it's being able to be the person that is just like no it's me if you got a question if you got a problem it's me how do we get a hold of you? There's not a contact form on the website. This is what a website looks like when you go viral by accident and it started as a training site and then your training site broke. And so now you're an e-commerce site, except you never intended to be. So there's a whole bunch of like web design stuff that isn't optimal for what you are now because it's not what you were supposed to be. It just sort of happened by accident and it's just you. So when stuff on the website breaks, like you can, you do some like hiring out of people and things like that, but there's also like, it's, in a retail business, your months are very like, you know, you got highs and lows. And so you don't have enough sustained revenue to keep a permanent person. Um, and then more of how the sausage is made. So like I'm a partial owner, not an employee. And so the way that level up is incorporated, I don't get paid for my hours. I don't get paid a salary, anything like that. It's whatever, um, whatever level up clears over a certain amount gets cut four ways and split between, my three investors who are all awesome people who have, you know, day jobs and investment portfolios and all kinds of stuff that I don't. Um, well, I have a day job obviously, but you know, like I'm not, I'm not sitting on assets that either are already liquid or could easily be liquidated to start a business with me. Um, right. Uh, and so that's like, yeah. you know, it's a whole lot of work, but it's also like, like even as, as prominent as level up has become on TikTok, I think I'm the largest, by following lightsaber brand on TikTok um, for whatever that trophy is worth. Um, uh, But like for all of that, um, it's not, it's not remotely approaching like, Oh man, I I really have to think about whether or not I'm going to hang up my belt at the dojo to, to double down on this. Cause Mm. it's not, it's not, you know, it's not remotely close to that point yet. Well, maybe someday, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully. I, I hope it keeps growing and I, I hope you, you continue to find success in it because one, I love watching the, the, the videos and two, I am a big fan of the uh, the Sabres. So you can see it's mine. Nice if you're not watching you the video, go subscribe. Uh, great power up. I have modified it. I just added the leather leather wrap and uh, some black paint. I got the silver one. So it's, uh, it's, it's I like great. the detailing in the grooves. There have been a couple of people that have done that with their Sabres and it's like, yeah. I really like the way that it gives it some personality. It instantly um, added personality, and I did uh, I did mockups of uh, of a couple of designs just like on my iPad, just literally coloring it in, just to see like, do I want to paint the rings like on the outside? Do I want to paint the inside? Like the saber customization, there's so much to it for personalization. Like you could literally have one or two things on your site 
and just have people modify them or modify them yourself. But like you have a ton of offerings and you're showing some off right now, which is awesome. This is coming to the site a couple of days after the podcast drops. Um, if that looks an awful lot like uh, a Lego saber, it's because that's what it. I was just gonna say, is that the Lego saber? Charlie's he's, he's speaking your language right now. I Lego see, Star I can, Wars. I can see that. I can also see in black. <laughs> well, let's uh, Mark for his sake of time. Let's talk about some other Star Wars stuff. Sure. You do you have one more that's coming soon? Do you, do you want me to tease it now, or do you want me to tease it later in the show? Oh, let's let's get that one later. Let's get people to stick around for we'll a do, bit. We'll do a we'll, we'll do a late. We'll do a late reveal. People are going to freak out about that one. It is a late reveal. Okay. One let's, of my three most quickly... requested <laughs> okay, the, the things right. that people have been looking so for. Stick around, folks. Most requested saber coming up. Uh, let's get into your Star Wars origin story. First off, how did you get into Star Wars? I, I was a little kid and we had them on VHS and they're freaking awesome. Like that's <laughs> right. It's, and that's where most yeah, that's of us mine. are. All right. Right. Yeah. Like I was a kid and we yeah. had them on VHS. We had these HBO bootlegs. Um, you know, that's more then, Charlie's. And mm-hmm. then later on, mm-hmm. um, later on the special edition VHS, when those came out, like I was in, mm-hmm. I was in middle school, early high school, somewhere in there. Um, um, but yeah, so like, and it's, so there's for many people, like the Fox fanfare is like a part of their mm-hmm. star Wars experience. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they, there's an HBO like title splash, where the camera basically like flies over kind of a city mm-hmm. and it's like mm-hmm. a miniature, like a miniature mock-up to then get to the HBO, like, you know, um, the little theater, um, right? Well, the, yeah. that's the one version. The other is the big, like the letters and the, light the and HBO like and the, the stars falling down. So yeah. Oh yeah. But that, it's like, that's part of my star Wars experience. Like that's part of my star Wars memory. And it's, it's a little mm-hmm. bit like um, if you have a, uh, for anybody that has not, had a record player um uh if you have a if you have an album with scratch on it and you're playing the crap out of the album like the spot where the scratch is becomes a part of your experience of the album that nobody else has right and so like the hbo like the lead-in splash is a part of my star wars memory that it was it was many many years later that i like it dawned on me that oh Oh, that was because we like we recorded it from the television. Like other people bought, like had the right. And it's like, oh, not everybody. That's not a part of it, Fred. <laughs> right, right, right. Your your so your Disney Plus experience is missing that scratch. Is what it's, you're saying? You know, right it's like scratch. it's that's like it's one of those things where it's just like, oh yeah, that's why. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what's uh, what's your favorite movie? You don't have to stick to OT, but you can you can any movie. And, and it doesn't even have to be, you know, it could be Rogue One, whatever. Uh, it doesn't it's, have to be is, in the, the scale. It is truly, it's truly difficult for me to choose between The Last Jedi and A New Hope. Uh, All right. That is, because I love them for choices. very different reasons. Hmm. Um, okay. Because like New Hope, obviously for many of us, New Hope was our, like that was our introduction. Um, mm. But it's also like, it is the most standalone of all the films. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Like it's, it is, it is the most complete. Cause they thought. didn't know if they were ever going to be able mm-hmm. to make anything ever again. Like not right. even a star Wars movie. Like George Lucas was like, I might be working at a gas station after this. Who knows? Uh, like, <laughs> which was rough in the seventies with the gas crisis. He, he <laughs> would, would totally been doing yeah. Uh, we'll get to your love for the last Jedi 
in a little bit. So I'm going to skip over to your favorite character. Uh, and so again, like is like, I love characters for different reasons. And so like that, that gets to be really difficult because it's like, well, like, you know, there's this and there's this and da, 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 da. Cause like, you know, when I was a kid, Luke was very, very high on my list as I have, as I have gotten older and as I have spent most of my existence as a teacher, I've got a really soft spot for Yoda um, because mm. Yoda has had so much patience for some incredible dumbasses <laughs> that I really, almost a thousand years of dumbasses. Like I really appreciate Yoda's patience. Um, Cause it's like the, the, the meme is my favorite of like becoming a parent. I finally understand why Yoda listened to like two days worth of Luke's questions and just rolled over and died. Right. Like, instead of just guys, no, no, I'm, I'm done. Good night. That's it. Fade into the force. Um, uh, like, and there's, there are many, many people that talk about Yoda's conversation with Anakin in revenge of the Sith. And they're like, no, well, he tried to tell Yoda and Yoda was like, Dude, suck it up. And I'm like, you didn't listen to that conversation at all. Because yeah. in that conversation, Anakin is like, Master Yoda, my friend um, was having this problem and needed some advice. I'm paraphrasing. But it's that thing where it's just like, it's obviously mm-hmm. you. This is obviously yeah. like, this is obviously bothering you a lot more than you're saying. And you're not providing me enough information to help you. And so you can shit or you can get off the pot. But either way, like, I can't do this anymore. Right. And so Anakin is like, I, I need to generically ask for help without providing specifics. And then Yoda is like, well, here's some generic advice that would be helpful if you were thinking about this the right way. Now, you're not because your last name is Skywalker. But if you were, this would be useful. And then Anakin is like, all right, peace out. And Yoda's like, fear <laughs> is your problem. Like Yoda reaches out one more time, like trying oh, to yes. get Anakin to figure out that he's thinking about it wrong. And then Anakin basically hears okay master yoda said he can't help me so fuck this i'm gonna go and become a fascist um like it's, it's whatever. the only way the, the, those were the options As it happens you know those yeah. those were the options yeah. let padme die or not tell the jedi masters anything and go into a school with a weapon those were that was there was option a and option b and there was no there was no option c because Skywalker, right? Yeah, <laughs> emotional damage, a family story. Uh, um, and then Empire Strikes yeah. Back, right? Like it gives you new appreciation for when Luke is like, no, I have to go. And Yoda is like, it's a, it's a trap and you're going to die. <laughs> Not again. Yeah. And, and Luke's like, no, I have to do it. And Yoda's like, you are your father's son. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank God there's another one. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, go mm-hmm. <laughs> My goodness. Uh if you had some force powers, would you go light side or dark side? Um, I did a video about this. It was very popular. I don't want it. <laughs> okay. I, I don't want it because there's there's two options and they both suck. And so if you have a force power, you have the power to reshape reality to suit your purposes. And so your options are to follow the path of the authoritarian dictator or be Spider-Man. And the, <laughs> the cool part of being Spider-Man is that you get to be Spider-Man. But the problem with being Spider-Man is that you have to be Spider-Man. And mm. I don't want to have to be Spider-Man. I don't want to have to like 
you know, value other people equally to my family. I don't want to have to, mm-hmm. you know, like I don't want to have to, cause like people mistake detachment as being that you don't have anybody that you care about. And it's like, no detachment is you, you've got to have the same amount of compassion for everybody, even if they're assholes. Um, even if they're not your family, even if they're not your blood, even if you're not friends, even if they're a stranger, you have to have the same amount of compassion for them. That's like, that's part of that. I don't want to have to, cause that's, that's hard. And that's harder than I want to have to do it. But to be a, that... a user oh, of sorry, the dark side is worse mm. because mm-hmm. everybody is either an obstacle or a tool. Right. And that's, and those are your options. Right. Like, is that, I love that argument. However, is that a Jedi Sith thing or a light side, dark side thing? Cause I think um, you could have a, a light side without the, the strictness of, of the Jedi code, which may solve some of your problems. But then what's the point in the power? If you wanna, if you wanna have enough power that it's like, no, 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 I'm gonna take care of this group of people, and that's what yeah. I'm gonna care about, right? But not everybody, right? Yeah. So if you think about superheroes, like Spider-Man's destiny is to go from being the hero of New York to the hero of the world, right? Because because no matter how much he can do, his powers provide him the opportunity to do more than he could physically do with his time. And so Spider-Man's mm. destiny is ultimately to have the entire world be his problem. Mm. Because otherwise, yeah. otherwise, if it's like, no, 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 I can handle New York. I can do this. I can handle New York. But then if something happens in DC and he's seeing that on the news and he had a really slow day in New York, he's going to see that and go, crap. Yeah, I could have been in DC. Yeah. Right. And so mm. if you if you want the power but you only want to use it for a small group of people or you only want to use it in a small place or whatever, in my opinion, what's the point? And if you want to have the power with the intention of not using it, that is functionally the curse of the Jedi because you're going to have it Mm. and and not want to use it. Yeah. Because if people aren't assholes, you don't have to. Right. Right. And so like, then that's the, that's the curse. That's, that is the curse of power is that you're either going to, perpetually be in a position where it's like, man, I could have done a little bit more. I think that sounds, it sounds like the, the Bendu's curse of uh, he just wants to be Mm. the middle. He wants to be left alone. Do not drag me into this. I don't want this gift. I don't want your war. I don't want this. Just piss off and leave me in the desert. I'm the Bendu. Mm -hmm. Go away. And that's very much. So I think think uh, you've got a Bendu. uh, the big on. turtle. If you just woke the... up tomorrow with with yeah. uh, force powers, yeah, I think we've got a Bendu on our hands. That I think that's the first one we've heard. Big old turtle from the Neverending Story. Just, yeah, what was that dude's name? Fantastic. Yes, that was him. Yes, that was him. that's but the I one. Don't, I don't want Here's your problems. obligatory age reference. And mm-hmm. let's uh, illustrate since Spider Man was so discussed that today is uh, August first. Uh, 2022, the uh, Spider-Man Day around the world, 60th anniversary of the character, August of 1961. Yeah, I was telling my wife about this, and she's like, go talk about it on your podcast. I said, but it's Star Wars. She's like, I said I'll still find a way to make it work. And you know what? I didn't think that I would, but organically, we did. So, yeah, let's keep it going. Anakin is Spider-Man turned inside out. 
Ouch. Oh, yeah, I yeah, guess. I like that. I, does somebody have does somebody have the clapper monkey in the background? Because I keep hearing what sounds it's, like chimes. It's my dog. That, that's yeah, oh okay. They're, they're trying to be like. I just assumed Santa Claus out, lived at your house. There you go. The jingle bells. Go with um, I like that, that idea. Yeah. That uh, seems like this this next question is more up your alley. Lightsaber right, color of choice. I like to film with yellow, but it's hard to film. Right. It is. Yeah. Um, it's cause you have to get a yellow that is either pretty green or pretty orange for it to not mm-hmm. look white on camera. Yep. Um, uh, green is a good one. Uh, same thing. So like my, my answer to this question is heavily shaped by how easy it is to get it to show up as that color on a digital camcorder. Like on a phone, <laughs> right. Um, in your, in your heart, what's your favorite lightsaber? Um, green no has been my, like green has been my favorite color for forever. Like one of the reasons why I loved Luke in return of the Jedi is because he had a green lightsaber. And so like, as a child, green was one of my favorite part of how I ended up with this particular hat is in part because it's green and like primary colors, I'm going to be on camera, all that kind of stuff. But also it has the yellow that ties in with the logo. So like it, like it works with my logoed merch and I didn't have to like commission a hat side note. Um, anybody from Boston Scallycap, if you are listening to this podcast, if you guys could bring back the master that would alleviate the most, um, frustrating problem that I have for level up at the moment, which is that this is the only one of these hats that I have and I can't get another one because they don't carry it anymore. And so Boston Scally, please bring back the master. All right. You'll find that hashtag on my, uh, on my TikTok every now and then. <laughs> Boston deliver Uh, favorite affiliation so this is a new question we've been bouncing this one around a little bit this is any single affiliation across the galaxy whether it's Jedi, Bounty Hunter, Sith, Rebels Ewoks I don't care if they're a group you can hang with them who you choosing all Ewoks all Ewoks (laughs) I mean, like the Star Wars Twitter account just asked uh, a few days ago, like, where would you want a vacation in Star Wars? I was like, Kashyyyk, hanging with Wookiees, hiking trails, lots of swimming space, temperate climate. Let's do this. Good Who's food. roasted on Mustafar? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I like to think right, of so, Han Solo yeah. as, as Chewie's rescue human. 100%. Um, and che- and oh, Chewbacca right. is one of my favorite characters in all of the stories because not only are, is, is Chewie in so many of the movies, but like. Um, Chewie has this air of like watching his rescue human do a good job and being proud of him. Like it's, you know, like that kind of thing. And that's like, I love that energy for Chewbacca. So like Kashyyyk, maybe, maybe the Wookiees. Um, I like mixed feelings about the Jedi. Cause on one hand, I think it would be really interesting. On the other hand, I think if I had the force, like as, as previously discussed, like the last thing in the world I would want is a Padawan. Cause I don't want to have to deal mm. with somebody that was as dumb as I was in my twenties. Um, and so I would end up with some, some try hard that wanted to do a lot at the wrong time instead of a little at the right time. And so like, if I, I feel like if I set foot into the Jedi temple, some series of amusing events would result in my getting stuck with like an Anakin in potentia. And I want no part of that. Um, let me see. Mandalorians seem like they don't have enough fun. Like that doesn't seem like it would be a good party. Mm. I would want to party with Lando. That's it. Hell yeah. I want to travel Cakes the galaxy for days. That is, you know, absolutely. I hear yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Party with Lando. Book it. All right. Yeah. I'm in. Very I'm nice. in for that. That one. That sounds like a party and a half. Lando um, and Chewie. I'm in. That would be great. 
Hell yes. Uh, all right, let's jump into the news. Charlie, you wanna you wanna take a few of these? Do I? Well, let's see. First and foremost, no, no, you take the first one. I'll talk about the second one because I just got juicy with this. Um, but yeah, oh, you take you take right. the first one. I will take the first one, and the first one I'm just gonna touch on it very quickly. So Lawrence Kasten uh, was uh, was just kind of talking on the. Um, what was it the, the the industrial light and magic? Uh, oh yeah, I haven't yeah. watched it all. I start. I think I've been too it, tired yeah. to watch anything other than Paw Patrol. Uh, <laughs> is what it is. Um, <laughs> basically, said that he'd love to come back and uh, and do something in Star Wars, and he would love to revisit Solo, a Star Wars story, and like write Solo two. Doesn't want it to be a Disney Plus show. Doesn't want it to be a series. He wants straight up solo two. Um, that is. I'm in. Where do we yeah. send the money for the yeah. Kickstarter? I yes. guess. I, right. I was just going to say, I will kickstart this. Like, get, we have that, Glover back. If movie, Glover's in it, I'm in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you could even do just Lando and not even solo two and have like, you know, Han as a, a cameo. I'd even be down for that. Um, yeah, I I was so down on this movie when I heard that they were reshooting the whole thing and they fired the Lego guys and that, you know, it was, it was such a mess that I ended up being like, poo poo, not going to see this. Like, I'll wait till it comes out. And it was like one of the biggest Star Wars regrets of my life because I loved every freaking second of it. Mm. And mm -hmm. to hear that Lawrence Kasdan saying the same thing and would like to come back and like write solo too like that's okay cool yeah there's some stuff there and uh you know like i yeah just it, that's pretty amazing so what you guys are on board with that as well oh fully heist movie in space about? oceans 11 and star wars oh, like yep. that's like that's what solo 2 could be that's what any solo lando movie could be and like the oceans franchise in star wars and that could yes. be amazing. Like absolutely I keep saying, amazing. I keep saying on the show that I want Star Wars to take the big page out of the Marvel book. And Marvel always does different genre movies. Like if you just saw Thor Love and Thunder and expected that to be anything other than a goofy comedy because it's told from Korg's point of view, who's a goofball, like right. – Go to you're going to the wrong movie, but like you can also have a heist movie and a dramatic thriller and a sorcery wizard movie, and it's like they all somehow fit in the universe, but they're all vastly different movies. Let's do that with Star Wars. Let's have a heist movie and a this movie and a that movie and Fast and the Furious in space with those crazy kids from uh, oh, Boba Resistance. Fett. Like, yeah, let's freaking do it. I don't know. Yeah, like, all together now. Mm -mm, yeah, mm -mm. I'm, I'm ready to go. Um, all right, Charlie, you want, you want to rock this next one? Oh, my goodness. So th this was me. I, I was responsible for for at least posting this the other day. Uh, something in, a, in a, you didn't give me a link, so I'm just going to have to riff from it here. But there has yeah, I didn't been really have a link for this. Yeah, there has been something suggested canonically. Don't really have a source for it that that Obi-Wan Kenobi could be bisexual. It's, um, it's from the book. Uh, it's, it is from a book, one. and I, I like I said, I, yeah, I knew it was something something canonical. I don't have any details here. Uh, the simple fact of the matter is, um, 
okay. So what? <laughs> I mean, uh, those who watch Clone Wars know that he had this wonderful and requited love affair with uh, the Duchess Satine of Mandalore. Uh, and whatever circled back to might indicate that he had an attraction to some of the male persuasion. So, you know, but there again, are, the Star Wars community. super yeah. mad about it. Like there are some people that are super yeah. mad about it. I of course. It. Uh, there's um, no, um, it, and it really, it brooks no explanation because of course there are people who are super mad about it because of the Star Wars fan base, which I'm not going to talk about because that is, will not help the cause of this being a popular podcast about Star Wars to talk about the Star Wars fan base. However, Mark and I, other people who we feel enjoy our program are all of similar thoughts uh, of, again, I'm going to do my every single episode tie-in back to Star Trek, infinite diversity, infinite combinations. The universe that we live in is filled with a multitude of wonders of variety. So what fits into your definition of whatever will never fit into the definition of something else. And it doesn't change the character, if it changes the way you look at the character because of this offhanded whatever it is, please. What, yeah, what is it? That is not, that's not what we do here. Um, we're probably not for you. I doubt very much anyone listening to the sound of my voice would turn us off because we're saying, well, this is fine. I, I don't really think much of it. I don't yeah, really think much of it because it, yeah. it doesn't change how I feel about the character. It doesn't, I don't think really change any part of his journey or what he's done or going to do in other canon or non-canonical works in the future. So this kind of gives me a big shrug. You know, I didn't read the story. If it was relevant to the story, I believe it was relevant to the story for a reason. But again, eh. And, and I, think it's, I think it's worth noting too, because like, I mean, all three of us are sort of like socially, socially accepted norms. Like the, it's, you know, it's white, white dudes in these situations it is. And it's really easy for us to find characters in mainstream media that we can connect with really directly, whether it's through appearance or experience or, you know, whatever, like outside of. And so I got to throw a dart in my house and landed on three characters that look like me, talk like me, grew up the same way. And, you know, like, yeah, absolutely. uh, so with with Star Wars, because we'll call a spade a spade, The Rise of Skywalker was not very brave. Um, the yeah, Last sure. Jedi was a very brave movie. The Rise of Skywalker was not very brave. Um, and Star Wars in general, because it doesn't have the same global popularity of other, like the, the Marvel franchises or the Transformers franchises um, or some other things that like Star Wars, Star Wars is not tremendously popular in China because... It's like Rogue One is functionally a movie about a terrorist cell performing a successful attack on a government installation where there's a bunch of people that just woke up to do their job and they got blown up because of this. Right. And so like that perspective is something that is not part of the Western story that is part of like that. That's how it's perceived in other countries. And so Star Mm -hmm. Wars, Star Wars has a global acceptance problem as compared to other types of movie franchises. Um, and so because of that, there are certain things that Star Wars has not been very brave about depicting. Um, and, and some of that is underrepresented, um, sexualities or sexual preferences. Some of that is 
you know, underrepresented minorities and things like that. Star Wars is incredibly ableist, um, uh, which there have been other franchises that have like much more effectively done. Like think about professor mm. X. Yeah. Like he's, he's the most powerful mutant in the world and he doesn't leave his wheelchair. And that's just mm-hmm. like, that is, you know, and so, and star Wars doesn't have a lot of that. Like all of the, all of the characters that get disfigured, all the characters that have disabilities, things like that, like technology makes it so that they're not broken. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like, I really appreciate that they were brave enough with this book to provide that representation for people that, cause like, you know, there's, there's some 14 year old that's reading that book mm-hmm. that that's a really big deal for them. Um, mm-hmm. Rose Tico was an, like, was an incredibly important character for my mother. And so like here in a little bit, when we're talking about the last Jedi, there's a whole bunch of stuff about that movie. I love the most significant thing about that movie is something that happened weeks after I saw it in theaters and at target. Okay. Like, and so, and so I'm going to tell that story because I haven't, I haven't done that story on TikTok or anything like that. I've done it in a couple of lives and things like that, but it'd be nice to be able to put it here. I, um, I want to get to that story. So uh, let's get to the last bit of segue. news then, Charlie. I, yeah, let's, let's, let's wrap up this news bit with. Yes, this. indeed. This uh, it's funny. I have uh, and Mark and I go uh, a lot back and forth uh, with some quasi good nature ribbing with our shared cosplay <laughs> husband. That would be Todd Oxtra, Uh with his. He says, "Well, Star Wars and this thing and that thing, and it's just not really impressed me." And I'm not going to watch Andor. Um, but it's funny. The first thing he does this morning in the group chat between myself and uh, our shared college roommate John is. There's a new trailer for Andor. And I'm like, why is he sharing Andor news if he's not going to watch the show? So I was like, well, I'm excited about it. But Todd, why are you sharing this with us? Hates prequels, this and that. It's blah, blah, blah. It's long and boring. This trailer was spectacular. If you love Star Wars, you enjoyed seeing this. Mark, you and I have had this conversation. Todd, I love you, but be brave and just move (laughs) on to something else. You You don't have to continue to tell us that you don't like Star Wars. It's okay. (laughs) Um, because Mark and I love Star Wars and we watched this trailer and we're pumped. We're bummed by the fact that it's getting pushed back 20 days, which kind of sucks. But really, really from a marketing standpoint, and I know both you guys can appreciate this, I believe Disney Plus is obviously trying to leverage their lapping lapsing subscriptions you know if i just signed up to see x and x is over what's going to keep me on board well okay now this star wars series is starting so i guess i better let it ride now for example i signed up to disney plus back in 20 yeah when they did the deal i did this when it was it was it was three years plus it was another year because i was a verizon wireless customer and I'm, I'm never going to not be subscribed to this because they're going to yeah. continue to have content. And I'm, gonna, and I'm just not going to watch it like a hawk so I can save $7. You know what I mean? But there are people out there that are like that or they'll sign up just to see this thing or that thing. Um, but anyway, outside of my Todd bashing, uh, Todd, I love you. We've been friends for almost 30 years, but he, he's a grump. And he's very grumpy about Star Wars, particularly in the last several years. So it's okay. We will watch it for him. But Mark, here's the challenge. We can give him no feedback. Because he said, well, I'll watch it if people give me feedback. No feedback. <laughs> All right? You got to uh, be with me on this. Good. I'm going on record. I'm with you. I'm with you. But you know uh, what? I, I, is no it feedback? Mark, no feedback to him. He can't have any. I'm just going to keep Cut saying off. it's great. 
because that's great. all I say about anything. It's great. It was, I love it. It's great. It's amazing. Yeah, you use my 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 least favorite overused expression is that something is, ama- is amazing. I, it's amazing. I'm wondering. Oh my god, it's so amazing. If they're moving this had anything to do with uh, Miss Marvel's reception. Is Miss Marvel? Think so? I'm a big I'm a big Marvel fan, and I couldn't wait for Miss Marvel, but. I didn't really start it until after Kenobi it, was over because they both came out right. on the same day. I right. watched Kenobi first. I played with my kid all day and then I passed out and forgot to watch Miss Marvel. And right? then I was like, ah, forget I'll just like, there's a couple more weeks of Kenobi right. and then right. I'll just binge what's out for Miss Marvel. Could be. And like, I'll be ready to go for the finale. And that's what happened. And I friggin' loved Miss Marvel, but like was not with it for those first few weeks. Right. And, and that's kind of binged it all at the end and, and this, got ready yeah. for the finale. And this and program is going to go farther away from She-Hulk's debut. She-Hulk. Right? And, yeah. She-Hulk gets two good. weeks beforehand. Right. And then right. it was going to do the same thing. So if people got right. hooked on She-Hulk and then Andor comes out, like we're right. excited for Andor, but right. it's like, you know, Johnny yeah. down the street who hasn't seen Star Wars since right. Rogue One. Like, isn't that the guy that died in Rogue One? I'm not going to watch that. Where's the I wonder how this is going to end. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Like, exactly. Like, like, yeah. The naysayer. So, the, the, the tad extras out there. Like, oh, it's a prequel of a prequel of a prequel. <laughs> you know, you know, yeah, so, exactly. So, yeah. I, I think space, pushing space, it makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Space it out. Let it breathe. Yeah. Plus the day that this, this came out. rocked. Yeah, the day that this came, or when the, the trailer came out, the day that this drops, April and I were talking about this because we watched it, you know, an hour or so ago. And I said, three episodes in the same day, if they're an hour, hour each, we're going to try to cram in three episodes <laughs> over breakfast and our morning workout before we both get started for our jobs. I don't know about that. So, yeah, there can't be anything hey, else. Hey, off, dude. Yeah, there can't be anything else in the way of that because you'll be like watching it'll be like very intense because episode one will flow in episode two and you're like ah you know at the, you know kind of uh, at the corner of your uh, how many your episodes are they doing for this is did they crank this one out to I know the Daredevil which just announced is going to be eighteen, 18? is this going to be that's tw- why. is this no but that's Daredevil but uh, is this going to be yeah. twelve or sixteen is over three seasons oh, and I, this yeah. is a long it's it's a yeah, longer arc and I and again I don't have it in front of me but yeah that information was disclosed but it's it's certainly twice as long as the other programs that have been out in the, you know, in the six to eight to 10 episode. Well, and like the other ones like Mando and, and Boba Fett and Kenobi were like, they were long movies. Cause it was like Mm -hmm. two episodes, act one, two episodes, act two, two episodes, act three season over. Like, you know, so it was like a, it was, it was a, a double feature, you know, crammed into a mini series or whatever. Um, I'm also wondering, like this, this explains why they didn't do a trailer at Comic-Con like they did with, you know, all the Marvel properties and some of the Star Wars stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's like there were so many trailers that came out that day and like setting up, you know, and everything else. And so it makes sense that Disney was like, all right, we're going to wait till D23, push out more Star Wars stuff and that, that kind of thing. Cause like, you know, Celebration didn't have a lot of information for us about this. And that's already right. gone. So there wasn't like yeah. another, um, you know, global event for them to push stuff until like, you know, like D23, which will be, you know, even deeper. But yeah. Right, right. 
Very true. So, I'm excited yeah. either way. Sad big, for the delay, but uh, big deal, big deal. But yeah, I um, you know, it, it's okay because we're all still going to be here. You know, we're we're not going anywhere. We're still going to be open to it. So yeah, so this will be good. I, I'm looking forward to it. I you know the the Rebellion Empire stuff is has always been my jam in Star Wars. I know Mark, you and I share an affinity for the X Wing stuff. I know that we're not going to get necessarily this, but a lot we're going to get a lot of you know plain white stormies running around and that's always that's always something i dig yeah. so i'm it down look like in this trailer they look like some some really cool fighter jet yeah uh, space battle kind of stuff i was surprised by that i really thought this was going to be like deep cover espionage kind of mm -hmm. shit and not as much like kablooey in space but like war movie yeah, it kind of seems like there's a little bit of kablooey war in movie space tv I'm show I, if, yeah. they, kablooey if they do star wars mash like if they do that someday, Star Wars Mash, that would be special. Like, like make some of that oh, wow. commentary. Like that would be right. Star Wars Ocean Eleven, Star Wars Mash. These are two things that I want. I've gotten Lone Wolf and Cub. I've gotten, you know, every samurai trope that exists. Like we yep. got Saving Private Ryan <laughs> like, yeah. with Rogue One. Yeah. You know, yeah. like we got the we got the train heist with Solo. Ocean's mm -hmm. Eleven, Star Wars, Ocean's Eleven, Star Wars match. Right. That's my wish list. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Season wish list. For sure. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's get on. I'm still waiting for that story. So let's get on to the meat of the episode. Uh, episode eight. This is The Last Jedi. We are talking about uh, basically kind of, I mean, we're not going to break this down scene by scene. We're going to go through as we usually do with... Uh, kind of, you know, the, the story overview or what you guys thought about this story. That is a badass lightsaber that Alan just had out. That was, I'm sorry. Uh, that was awesome. <laughs> I'll bring it back. Oh, in a second. Always when I'm not looking up. at the screen. Oh, sorry. There you that, go. So uh, really, I guess, what did you got? Oh, Lord. Jesus, that's cool. What is, wow. Is that like the, the dark ray? This is, this is like the dark ray. This is also like the, um, the Sentinels from Rebels. The, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like and it's that that fold out. The Jedi it's got, it's got the latch and it's wow. two sets of electronics, cool. so you can use it as like the single Light, saber with the lightsaber nunchucks. Oh my god! Lightsaber nunchucks. You guys ever see that video they did with Bruce Bruce Lee with the nunchucks? Oh yeah, the lightsaber. Ooh, oh, that's, that's great. Um, Unbelievable. So what did you guys think, Alan? This is your one of your top two favorite movies. Let's let's kick this off with you. Why is this movie? so darn special what is it about the story i guess first off God, there's so many um, things all right so the opening the, the opening shot is the coolest space shot that has been in a star wars movie where mm -hmm. you're starting way way up and then it just follows it down and it is it's really really hard to demonstrate the three-dimensionality of space in mm. cinema and it does mm -hmm. it so well because it's like you're way, way up and you're expecting what we normally see from a Star Wars movie where it's like there's all this three dimensional space and all of the fleets are just like in a flat line like they're on the ocean right. instead of in space. And this just goes, no, 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 no. And then you go down and down and down and down and you get to the planet and you go down and down and down. And then you get to the base and everybody is running around because you're running out of time and shit's about to get real. And that right, was yeah. how we entered the movie. And that, right. like, I remember seeing so that great. going, holy shit. Oh, things are going to go bad. That, Yeah, that's my big takeaway from the whole film. I said it's April when I was watching it is shit is just, oh, it looks like we could turn this around. Nope. Hey, this thing is going to, nope. Oh, I think, oh, no. 
and and cinematically this is one of the most exciting star wars films it's so pretty probably since empire like it's so good every single shot is just just uh, yeah empire Empire takes place so much in space and the last jedi takes place so much in space right and a lot of the other films take place very much on planets right you know and it's like and like having that yeah right there are a lot of parallels like people compare the force awakens to a new hope all the time but like there are so many parallels to this and empire but i love how every single parallel is flipped and it's and i think i've said this on the show before but it's worth revisiting because i don't think i've said it for a while there's the, the things that are flipped are like uh, in Empire, uh, I am your father, puts an Im- it, like an, an insane importance on who Luke's parentage was, where he came from. In this one, let's not talk about how they retcon it or anything else. You're nothing. Your parents right. were gutter trash. You're you nothing. But I, but I, you're, you're not nothing to me. It's such I, classic. I loved it. I love gaslighting behavior. You're not crazy to me, baby. Oh my god! But even if he didn't, even if he didn't add the to me part of it, it's just the that that she's nothing. She is nobody. You know, Ray surprises characters in a wonderful way, um, right? And I and I do love Ray Skywalker. I am not a Ray nobody person, but in mm -hmm. the moment watching this, I understood what they were going for. I understood that you don't have to be from some sort of Royal Jesus lineage to space like Jesus, space, Jesus, space uh, Satan, the galaxy. You can be space, nobody and still be Save Peter Parker world. with great responsibility and, you know, great power and whatever. And I, I love them for doing that. Uh, I've talked before about the, the, the salt looking like Hoth, but it's salt instead of snow. But that scene is Every every bit of of that planet is just beautiful and beautifully done, uh, with the red underneath and and the Luke's battle there. Like holy shit! Right. But there, I, there are so many parallels. I will say the one thing uh, about all the space battles, and you're right, this was much more space star, if you were, than anything. Yeah. Nothing about what seems to happen in space makes any damn sense. Holdo doesn't make any sense. You know, I'm going to do this thing, but I'm going to keep it crouched in the shadows and I'm going to be grumpy and I'm going to, because I'm in charge, I'm not going to tell anybody what's going on. And then the, the hyperspace tracking and we're running out of fuel and then I'm going to turn around and run it into everybody. But it's not uh, that, that big V wing thing, which is I looked it up. I watched a video on YouTube, 33 miles wingtip to wingtip. It's, it's too big. Um, just all the space, all the space stuff was just a little out of control for me. You know what I mean? Finn was able to blow up, uh, all the surface guns, and then they have the bomber fleet comes in. Where the hell do they come from? Bomber fleet has no shields, so if one bomber goes off, it's going to fly into another bomber. All the bomber ships get blown up at the same time, except that last one, which you can only set off the bombs if you have the remote control, but if you drop it, there's essentially nothing you can do. Just none of the space stuff works for me in this film. I'm sorry. I've, so, I've, 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 gone, I've gone full extra. I'm sorry. Were you, were you a, or have you ever been, were you ever like a World War II movie fan? Like from that era of Hollywood, uh, like longest which, which day era, what, and 
as far as you talk when you say that era, meaning obviously back in the fifties and sixties, closer to when the war happened, or I was thinking more Save It Private Ryan, the Thin Red Line. You're thinking well, like classic. before, like because because there's there's a whole like once upon a time, World War Two movie was a genre rather than a historical right. piece, right? And so right. like there's like the, a whole bunch of the stuff that you were just like, oh, there's this and da 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 da, da. and it's like, no, these are all World War Two movie tropes. Mm. Sure. Okay. The, okay. The, yeah. The general and the hotshot, the, you know, and like, and cause the, the purpose of the hotshots arc is to learn that they don't understand shit as well as they do. Like they're really good in a plane, but then as soon as they are in charge of planes is where it falls apart. And so then they butt heads with the general whose job is the war rather than the dogfight, and, mm. and, you know, and some other things like that. And that was like, and so like the Haldo Poe thing, like it was that trope, right? The bomber run is the bombing scene of, you know, Red Tails and Tuskegee Airmen and like all of the, all of, all of the times that there's been like the fleet of B-17s or B-25s or whatever. And they're flying over Germany and there's Messerschmitts and there's flak and it's all going to shit and everybody's dying. And then there's that one person that is able to struggle to the back of the plane before they go and hit the button and drop the bombs on the target. So then the mission's a success, right. even though every the, the, single uh, the, fucking person died. Like the, the, the Memphis Bell, which was a great movie for yeah, the that I yeah, loved yeah. about that exact same thing. But yeah, troperific, like it couldn't go wrong and everything goes wrong. So yeah, it was, yes, troperific agreed, but I'm like, it was, it was, you know what? It was, it was a, it was a, directional shift it was something different for star wars and i think we all know and then maybe i'm falling victim to this as well is that star wars fans don't like i don't know Watching anything the bad guys that, win. oh yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. yeah they don't like anything that's remotely you know han luke and leia and we're in the falcon and, burp, 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 and that's just all they care about so yeah i fell victim to my own prejudice about this being an ot fan is that i'm like why are they troping it up so heavy and you know why does this movie spend so much luke time is grumpy why yeah. is luke grumpy i'm why not grumpy. grumpy what do you mean <laughs> yeah you know what but i'll tell you you know and i'm not as as old as mark hamill is by any stretch of the imagination but i fucking get him because I'm 46 and a half years old, and my back hurts, and I got the thing with my neck, and I broke my knee once, and when it rains, it feels bad, and you know, and I don't have the damn force. You know what? I got a life full of regrets too. I've been divorced twice. I have, you know, a kid mm -hmm. I don't talk to who's an adult. I understand regret, so I really get Luke. Where a lot of people are like, he was you ruined my childhood. No, Lucas, a fully formed is, actual adult who's gotten his balls happens. kicked by life. This is what happens. This, this is was happens. this is this is Luke being really real. Kenobi did it too. Um, yeah. let, me, let me hit you. Let me hit and you he was with a lot a, younger. Let me hit you with a thematic thing, and then the next time you rewatch it, this may or may not like really really flip it. Okay, so Rose. Rose is the delivery system of the most important message of the movie. It is not destroying what we hate; it is saving what we love. Every yeah, time a character, every time a character makes a, a choice to destroy what we hate instead of save what we love, save what we love. Like when that's the motivating factor, it goes horribly wrong. Poe disobeys orders to attack the dreadnought because it's a fleet killer. We're not going to get another chance like this. We got to destroy this now. We're not going to get another chance. When they're in as good a position as they could have been to get away 
they could have saved what they loved, but they yeah. chose to destroy what they hated, and the price mm-hmm. was astronomical and horrible. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's the and so like every everywhere in the movie where somebody decides to destroy what they hate instead of say what save what they love when they're motivated by the dark side versus motivated by the light side, that's where right. it goes wrong. Right. Yep. And I, this, I I had a new revelation watching this. Apparently, in the resistance, the chain of command is so informal that if you get demoted for bad behavior, you get slapped first. Slap, you're demoted. I'm like, that's, you know, I wasn't in the military myself, but I have a lot of background with my, my father and my brother and other people I've known. And I don't think that's what happens when you fuck up and you get, you know, you, don't, you go to the brig or something, you don't get slapped. And it's basically it's your mother saying, well, I'm very disappointed in you. That's what that whole scene was. Yeah, it's like, you know... You know, be best be best <laughs> oh. i uh i always like even without understanding the film tropes and what kind of references they were making i always liked seeing poe get knocked down a peg because of how much i loved him and you want to think and a lot of people think that they're the main character and that you know <laughs> you, you need to know everything. Main character syndrome is a thing. Don't <laughs> right. need to know everything. And like seeing one of those main characters, like, no, dude, like you're not upper management. You are a cashier. Go man your <laughs> cash station and like go go stack boxes in the mail. Go stack these yeah. soup cans. There you go. Get out of here. Like if you've Yeah, it's it just yeah. You know, um, like you, you don't need to know everything. One of the one of the things that is a reason that I love the movie, a martial arts instructor for, you know, coming up on. I'm at 25 years now anyway. Um, uh, but there's a lot of yin and yang imagery throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And so like mm-hmm. and, and so yang. It gets it gets kind of summarized by Kylo when he's trying to persuade Ray. You, you have to kill the past. Like, it's not just that you have to overcome it, you have to destroy it. This, yeah. like, you have to, you have to create the reality. You can't accept it. You have to make it be what you want it to be. That's very Yang. Rose's sister, who is the bomber. Nice. Yeah. The the little necklaces. Right. Yeah. Rose is Yin. Her sister's Yang. And it's, and so like the, it's the, the yang action is the active action. And a lot of times when Westerners talk about yin and yang, when they talk about the Tao, um, they talk about good and evil, but it doesn't, it's, it doesn't work that way. It's creation, destruction. It's like all this stuff. And we hear, we hear light and dark and we think, oh, oh, it's good and evil, positive and negative. Oh, it's good and evil. And it's like, no, like there's not, there's not birth without death. Cause if nobody ever dies, then that be, it becomes a problem. And if nobody's ever born, that becomes a problem. It's a cycle. Right. Right. And so like, if you've got too much Yang, if you're trying to destroy what you hate, that causes problems. And so there's all these, there's all these times where like the Yang pops up before bad shit happens Um, or in the process of bad shit happening. Right. Mm. You know, that, uh, that kill the past. That's one I'm uh, dealing with a a long-term friendship recently that ended. uh, And it's just trying to kind of, it's it's peeking its head back up and i'm keeping remind you know seeing that line and seeing that gift you know kill the past let it die getting this this bad influence 
further and further away from me and not trying to continue to in this kind of negative dichotomy I had going the toxicity on. yeah or the yeah, to, or whatever it kind, is. Kind yeah. Of, yeah trying to push it loose it, it's tough because someone who I was very close with for a long time but things just went cattywampus in the friendship and it just doesn't work anymore so I have to well, plus we do a podcast together yes exactly. whoa <laughs> shit come on <laughs> You know, you don't have to air our dirty laundry here in front of a guest for God. And all the all the people who listen to our show. Come on. You're welcome, Internet. Um but there's and now, so I'm like joking. I'm sorry, Charlie. I don't mean to make uh, oh, I'm, just, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go cry I'm gonna go cry under the table over here. No, I'm good. And that's the and and so like too much yang is a problem, too much yin is a problem. The right balance is is right. Because if if you have if you have a relationship, a friendship, a codependency, whatever, like, you know, somebody that um, somebody that isn't trying to handle their own shit. And so then it becomes your problem by association stuff, like whatever, right? Like sometimes you have to actively protect yourself from that. You can't, you can't just sort of let it wash by you in certain mm. situations. You have to, you have to actively do something and that's Yang and that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And because yet too much yin is that's what got the Jedi screwed in, in the prequels. They were, they were too passive. They were too react, like too patient. Hmm. And that was the reason why Palpatine was able to set the chessboard and then achieve what he needed. Um, and so that's like from the last Jedi, like getting to see the opposite side of that. Cause most of the time in star Wars, the side with that's the side that's being more aggressive is the side that ends up winning. Like it's, you know, it's in the, in the original trilogy, the, the rebels are very like, you know, they're always on the run, except it's also, it's like, no, this is our chance to strike and we're going to strike mm-hmm. with overwhelming force and da, 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 right. And the prequels is all like Palpatine, like, ah, da, 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 no, we need this piece right there. We need this piece right here. And King me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. And so like with this one, I was like, oh no, it's, it's this is the other side of that coin. You get screwed instead of like, um, uh, and that's one of the other things I love about the movie is cause it has a, it has a message that is really hard for Westerners to like accept. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, no, but I want to try hard and be the hero. Poe, every time you do that, people die. No, yeah. but I'm going to try really hard. Yeah. Next time I'm going to try they, harder. Could they change the movie to try harder? <laughs> try, try harder with the vengeance. Try harder, <laughs> try harder on the 4th of July. Live free or try hard. Yes. Um, the one in Russia was try yes. hard five Russia stuff. I don't know. That's I don't, so know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's uh <laughs> alternate timeline. That's, it's, that's the le- it's the legacy of Bruce Willis. Yeah. Try harder. Star Wars. You know what? Star Wars harder. die hard. We're going to add that to the list. That star that was <laughs> star hard. Whoa. Hold on. Hold on. Pretty okay. sure that movie already exists. Yeah, um, you bet. Yeah, rule 34. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, let's let's go through. Um, actually, you know what? There's a great, great time for. We already we already kind of answered one of famous Seamus's uh, questions that he asked on Discord. He asked about what our thoughts on the delay was for Andor in the new trailer. So we covered that, but I really wanted to get to his second one. So. Seamus, thank you for, uh, for, for writing these two in. Do you guys think The Last Jedi got better or worse as the years go on? And how do you feel, especially 
after the rise of Skywalker? Do you think it got better or worse? Uh, Charlie, I'm going to start with you on this one because I think you're the most negative maybe on this movie. So have, have you kind of warmed up with this? As it's I think, hmm, you know, I talked in our last episode about how much I love The Last Jedi and how exciting it was sitting in that last row of that theater when mm-hmm. you know we got there two hours early because we wanted to get a great seat. That excitement and then just the buildup, the potential of, oh, at the end of it, she's standing next to Luke Skywalker, reach, reaching out her outstretched hand. And at the end of it, he just takes the saber and goes, Nuh, and walks off. Mm-hmm. Um, for shock value, yes. But like I said, like I was saying a little bit earlier, looking at the fact that, well, we saw Luke Skywalker and, you know, the return of the Jedi and he was 24 years old and he was young and he saved the universe and blah, blah, blah. And now he's, you know, 54, or 65 years old. However, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing that Jedi math, but he's old. Um, and he's grumpy as shit. You know, he's fucked up. He put himself in exile because everything that he built, a lot of people died over it. You know, he screwed up. He was, he was so terrified by thinking he couldn't control what was in Ben Solo and then his corruption that he said, uh, he, he said, I, I was, you know, a moment of weakness. I was left with shame and consequence. And that's real life. You know, when you fuck up, do something around your kids. And I don't, I, I hope that I've not done anything to really screw mine up. I, I could say something different about my ex-wives, but um, I, I would like to think that I've always spoken honestly and kind of shot from the heart and tried to do what's best, but we all screw up. We don't screw up to the standing over a sleeping kid with an ignited lightsaber screwed up, but that's a special level of screwed up. That's a special that level a, of screwed up. That that's doesn't a unique usually, It does not happen in the Milky Way galaxy that we're aware of. But, um, you know, the message is universal. And, you know, as we get older, and, and again, we're, we're now five years removed from this film. It came out in 2017. Um, a lot of different shit has happened in my life where there have been stuff out of my control, things I could have done differently, bad stuff happened to me. I had, you know, my son died two years ago, my youngest son at age 13 uh, after a lifelong illness. It, uh, you know, it teaches you about how life can harden you and you make the choice again. I'm going to break out in another Star Trek quote because it really fits in the original pilot, The Cage. Uh, Jeffrey Hunter, Captain Pike, uh, actor whose name I forget, played Doctor Boyce. The Doctor says this great line when the two of them are talking. He says, "He says a man either, and I'm going to be misquoting it, even though I wrote it. Yeah, whatever. Paraphrase is good. Yes, a man either meets life head on, licks it, or turns his back on it and starts to wither away." That's what Luke chose to do. He just chose to, he, he chose to pussy out and go hide in a cave instead of like, hey, you know what? There's evil that needs to be fought. I'm going to go fight it. I'm going to, you know, he just, he, he quit. It was too much for him. So, you know what? That's the most human that we've ever seen, Luke. He wasn't doing anything super heroic when he went and hid in a cave. That's what a lot of people would do. I screwed up. I can't face it. I can't face my own foibles. I can't deal with my own failure. I'm going to run and hide and just let things be. And we'll look what happened when he went, let things be. And well, you know, Starkiller base blew up the Republic, this thing and that thing. And, you know, Luke, where were you? Oh, yeah, you were hiding in a cave like a bitch, milking the thingy to get the green milk. Dude, you know, he finally does the right thing. But it had to take Ray going there and browbeating the shit out of him 
to finally get him to step up. So you know what? To be honest with you, I've now talked myself all the way around to it. And look at this. Haven't had a, had, haven't had a drop tonight. Decided not to drink. Unlike last week, I was toasted. Um, <laughs> but my clear thinking of this is that this is the most humanized we've seen of Luke. He makes a noble sacrifice, but he doesn't do it out of a legacy of being a great guy. He makes out a legacy of being a jerk and being shamed into it and finally figuring his shit out and doing what's necessary to make sure that the rebellion can survive. So in the end, he really is a hero, even though he starts out as a grumpy old dick. And so have you come around on this film like Luke came around at the end? Yeah. <laughs> Except for the space shit, which is just it's and not not now not realizing that I disliked it because of my, you know, being a Star Trek fan, I'm no stranger to tropes. And mm. I didn't realize just how tropey it was, and that's why I hated it. So, so that's very tropey. That's why it's so educational to me. But now I know why I hate it. So why I'm like, just, you know, spare the space shit and let's just do like the the throne room fight was great. The stuff on crate was great. But all the tropes, I'm like, oh, it feels like the or that's why I can't watch the Orville because it's, you know, what five Star Trek plots can we cram into one episode of the Orville? (laughs) It's just it's tropey. I can't deal with it. I, uh, you know, and it's it's hard when I when I read this question and like, has it gotten better or worse? Because I liked it the first time. I, I loved it the first time I saw it. I came out of that theater like just great. And then you go on the internet and people are kind of like, yeah, poo pooing on or whatever. Like I didn't like this. I was like, I was made why? to feel like I had seen a completely different movie from some people. Right. I have loved the Last Jedi since I walked out. I still remember somebody having a very, very, um, we'll go with rude tone of voice with me. Um, when they expressed how mad they were that Yoda had burned the Jedi text. And I was like, dude, Ray stole them. No, yeah. she didn't. Yeah. They're, they're on the Falcon. No, they're not. Yeah. She did. She, she put him in the hidey hole. Come on, bro. Exactly. Go back. Like we Finn finds them when he's looking for a blanket for Rose. And the person called me a liar and said that I wasn't paying wow. attention had, and all this other stuff. And I was just like, I got, like, boy, is my face hit that person's face was as red as Darth Maul. Oh, oh it, you know, it was one of those things where it's just like, I saw a different movie than you. Like, that is yeah. functionally what happened. We could have been in the same theater three seats apart. We saw a different movie, and that's okay. I don't need you to love it, but you're telling me that I'm not a Star Wars fan because I did, and I just I got nothing for you, homie. Like, I'm hearing I'm hearing I'm hearing some too. tones of journeys separate lives here. Oh, yeah, someday like, love will find you. It's, it's those little <laughs> moments. It's those little moments that I love because it's once again we get to see like troll Yoda. Mm-hmm. Just being like, I love that I'm scene. Gonna get, so I'm much. gonna get this kid one more time. Like he knew there's a no, right. there's zero percent chance that Yoda the didn't Jedi know. Jedi He's like, hamana, hamana, hamana. Yeah. All right, and Skywalker. He did. I'm gonna let you play with this for a second. You he did. Like, and he, you know, burn. that was this his own. That was troll. his. Yeah, that was his own way of killing the I past. Like he and uh, he and Kylo, you know, had a little text chain going on. They say, "Oh, let's punk Luke." Mm-hmm. We're well, gonna do punk, punkin' with the ghost. And and Kylo has to kill the past because it's his guilt and his shame. Kylo right. needs to kill the past because he's got to destroy what he hates. Yoda has to destroy the past for Luke because mm-hmm. it's an anchor that's holding him back. Right. Because that's when he decides to act right. It's that's this, when he gets his shit together. Because So like that conversation where Yoda and Luke sit down together, like I wept in the theater function. Like um, I have been both people in that conversation more times than I can explain. I have been the person that's like, no master, you don't understand. I fucked up. 
like I fucked up so bad. There's there's no coming back from this. I don't. And then my instructor's like, dude, you fucked up lots of times. You've been here since you were 11. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Like you have fucked up a lot. Mm-hmm. We have classes in 30 minutes. You need to get your shit together because you have you have to teach. Like <laughs> you're gonna hash it out. You're gonna you're gonna fit. You're gonna fail your way through it. I'm in sales. I have been my entire professional career, and like, you fail your way forward. Stumble That's all again. you do. Fail um, your way forward. I, and, I got this so iPad. Like, just, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, but like that, you know, like I've been both of those people, and I've had the I've had the student that is like, no, Master Allen, like I messed up so bad. I don't think I can ever da 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 da. And it's like, dude, you're 16. Hmm. Assuming you're going to live to be 80, there's a, you, you were going to have so many fuck ups bigger than this. Like oh, I, it's man. hard for me to put it into context for you. <laughs> Talk, it, it, call it what, F-U-P-M, fuck ups per minute. Get ready yes. for it when you, yeah. have, when you have children or when you get married or just when you date or live with someone. Just get, get, get ready for the fuck up train to leave the station. It's coming. <laughs> I, uh, I got this iPad that I use for my like show notes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just, um, just after I think, or maybe right before Finn was born. So on the back of it, I got it engraved and uh, I don't know oh, if anyone typo, isn't it? can see it. It's blurry. It's a typo, isn't it? Is it no, fin- it says FN two one eight seven. Oh, I like it. Uh, and then okay. underneath, uh, and that's for my son Finn. And then underneath yeah. is a quote from that scene. Uh, we are what they grow beyond. Oh, um, God, I love one life. of my favorite star Wars lines ever spoken in, in that one scene that one line it's agreed so great oh and the crescendo is, of that uh, music so that amazing. follows that out that's that's one of the best moments they have in the star wars films i will agree with you there yeah. um so i do we are kind of starting to run a little long so yes. i do want to run past a couple of things very quickly i, I will be the next times and no worries, no worries. I love the explanations. I'm, I'm actually learning a ton about like cinema and this, uh, this kind of stuff. And I, I, I've taken a couple of cinema classes, so this is very interesting to me. Um, anyway, favorite characters, Alan. This is going to be a new long character, one. maybe in this one. This is this is going to be a long one. Um, Rose Tico is one of the most important Star Wars characters that has ever been in Star Wars for me. I was hoping someone would say that. Three weeks so after we you. saw this movie, my mom and I were in Target. And so for those of you that don't know, um, I am a quarter Japanese. And so my grandmother's originally from Okinawa. She met my grandfather when he was stationed in Okinawa during the Korean War. Um, my mom and my sister obviously look, you know, like they have Asian descent. I look like me. Um, but so I, I have not had what would be the traditional Asian American experience because I'm obviously you know i'm white presenting um but there have been a lot of things that are a part of an asian american experience that i've experienced either through witnessing them happen or um you know stories from my mother and so we were in target and at the end cap in target there was a little rose tico funko pop my mom does not like my mom kind of like she collects shit but she doesn't collect nerd shit Right. So like I'm looking over your shoulder and it's like you've got, you know, you've got the figures, you've got the buckets, you've got Captain America's shield. There's a Star Trek Catan, which I did not know existed. And now I'm super. But, 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 really right here. Right here. Yeah. That one. That's the one. Yeah, it's 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 still it's still shrink wrapped. It's a whole thing. We're trying to get the people in our chapter to get together to play it. But oh, I nice. don't know anything about it. But but so but like my mom stopped and she just had to look at it for a minute. 
because my mom hasn't had an Asian American woman in a premier franchise that wasn't like that, that had a narrative responsibility that wasn't a trope. Mm. One of the few things in this film that might not have been a trope. Mm. <laughs> I mean, there are a bunch of, there are a bunch of things in the final act that aren't tropes. Like that's the thing. Right. It's like the first two thirds of the movie is like super trope heavy. And then you get mm-hmm. to the last third. And because like they set you up with all these tropes, then that's where all the, that that's where all the subversion happens. Right. right. But so it's yes. like, she's not, she's, she's not a stereotype. She's not the math nerd or the martial artist or whatever. Like Rose mm-hmm. Tico is mm-hmm. a character that happens to be Asian. And that character that has a lot of like, there are, there, there are like visual things that connect her to my mom as well. Like there's aspects of them that look very similar and stuff like that. And so there's a Funko pop that looks a lot like my mom in target for a star Wars movie. And so then we had to start walking faster because she was going to cry. Oh, wow. And that, wow. like that's, that is not an experience that, a white presenting white dude is, is going to connect with or have had or understood Mm. without something like that. And so like, when I talk about the last Jedi, I've talked about this in lives a couple of times and some other things, but like, this is, this is one of the first times I've been recorded telling this story. And so like for a while there, every Christmas, it's like, all right, what Rose stuff exists. And so every Rose thing that exists, everything there's mom's got like a little shelf there's two Funko pops. There's a black fig, black series figure. And there's like, you know, a six inch figure. And there's like, there, there were these blind bags with these things that are like this freaking tall. She's got that mm-hmm. one too. <laughs> there's these little toys that I can't remember what they're called, but like the arms swap out. Oh okay. yeah. I, know you're and I, had about. To, I had to buy a big set that had like nine characters in it, but she's got that one. <laughs> like, you know, because my, my, my. right. And so like that, Rose Tico is forever going to be one of the most important characters in The Last Jedi for me. Um, and is simultaneously one of the reasons why I have a lot of vitriol for The Rise of Skywalker. Mm, right. Yep. Total discounting. Um, All right. Yeah. Let's, uh, let, let's try, let, like Mark was saying, let's try to wrap it up. So yeah, where yeah, were yeah. we? I think we went um, really out of sequence. Favorite here. characters, we, Mark. You guys Very need to much do favorite so. Characters. Yeah, favorite characters. I uh, and I, you know what? I'm gonna agree with with uh, Rose as far as new characters that were um, that were introduced. Um, you know, I think this is the start of of Finn being kind of sidelined, uh, even though you know he was kind of put with Rose and they were sent on this mission. But um, you know, I I I wanted him to kind of continue with, with Ray and, and maybe do some training too. But I, I still appreciated what they did with Finn in this one, but again, not a new character. So I, I, I'm going to say Rose as well. I, I really, um, I, I really appreciated her. And, and the, the line that you said earlier of the, you know, the, the, her, her role and, and the, the cusp of this movie, um, you know, saving, you know, not destroying what we hate, saving what we love is, is I thought that was so, um, poignant and, and important, uh, especially like you said, with, with a lot of stuff that goes on in, in Western culture that, that is, uh, you know, we've got the biggest gun, so we win. It's like, well, not, not always if everyone's, you know, not around to see the victory. So, um, 
Uh, same answer. Yeah. Charlie. Uh, of, and, and again, focusing on new characters, there's. And you don't necessarily have to. Well, That's I was just what say, I did. There's, yeah. no, there's nobody who, uh, who ever really takes a, a swing at anything uh, to drive the story forward the way that she does. Like, like you've said, um, you're seeing her reflections upon everything, uh, but for her relationship with her sister and how that drives things forward, uh, her, you know, admiration of Finn and then how she despises Finn. And I don't think Finn has got a great story arc in this film, but we'll just kind of leave that alone because he's kind of running away like a little weasel. Uh, but she but she, she zaps him, which I think is awesome. Uh, their experience on Canto Bite is kind of interesting. Um, and then at the end of it, she, you know, throws herself on the fire for him. But like I said, like you had mentioned in the Rise of Skywalker, that just completely gets thrown out. So this was her time to shine. And I think uh, I think she made the most of it. So, yes, I will give her, laud her the same prize. I agree. Uh, and favorite? Like, oh, I loved Haldo. Have you guys have you guys read or seen anything about the the original script for episode nine? Mm-mm. Yes. Okay. I, I, I am not thinking I'm, of anything now. I'm, I, I remain to this day. So the two things that frustrate me the most about the rise of Skywalker is that Finn's original intended arc for the ninth movie was abandoned basically entirely um, because they set it up so well in the last Jedi. Finn is supposed to go on to help first order people defect like he did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the giant force of them is the cavalry in the third act that saves the heroes. Yep. Like all of it. Right. That's and so what, that was what a waste. Mm-hmm. And especially because the like, artwork of him with a lightsaber and because Finn's Finn's moment in in Rise of Skywalker or in The Last Jedi when he's charging the gun when he's like he's making that run at the Ram Cannon mm-hmm. he is there to destroy what he hates he's been afraid of the First Order he's been afraid of the First Order he's been very motivated by that and then that converts into anger in that moment Rose saves him from it and so then his third act in episode nine is supposed to be like having risen above those things into this powerful actualized leader of people that had been through the fear and the pain and the anger and all that stuff. And the fact that we got robbed of that is so, so frustrating. Cause like, mm. as soon as I read about that, like when I was reading through the script, I was just like, Oh, oh. yeah. And I like, I didn't hate the rise of Skywalker. I, you know, I enjoyed it for what it was, but knowing what it could have been yeah. always frustrates right. me because it's so much better. I but I try to still enjoy the movie when I, I when I watch it. Yeah, all my um, all my all my problems with it are like outside the film itself. Like it's yeah. you know, like it's it's not like the film is the film is fine. It's a greatest hits album. It's a very good one. Um, right. And anybody that really really loved it, I do not want to diminish your joy for it. Yeah. Um, and so I realize uh, it fair. probably sounds that way, but like I. Well, I'm going to kick this one off. And we will get to that next time in our next episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm going to kick this one off. Favorite scenes. I have to say the Kylo versus Luke fight, I think, still tops it for me. Uh, the throne room fight. fight. The throne room fight is great. It's cinematic as hell. There's a few uh, inconsistencies of like a knife disappearing and some weird things that if you watch it a couple of times, you're like, why didn't he just stab her there? Or like, why didn't this just like, that's just some sloppy choreography, but Mm -hmm. the, it's, it's still a very fun. No, no, no. No. Okay. Go Go ahead. I'm gonna let you finish. Okay. It's still a very fun fight to watch, but there is a knife that disappears. Right. True. True. It's weird. 
are you worried about the spot in the rise of, or excuse me, the revenge of the Sith fight scene where all of a sudden Kenobi's holding the wrong lightsaber against Anakin's face? Yes. Whoops. Always. Why? No, I'm just not, not so no, much. Just a, nobody gives it, a shit about you, that. No. No, like nobody does. It, nobody it, it cares about very... that, and it's a more glaring, it's a more glaring editing mistake. But nobody gives a shit about that. But everybody brings up the very much so. knife, whatever. Mm-hmm. Very much so. No, and and <laughs> I I notice those things because when I rewatch these, I pick out weird little inconsistencies, like the swapping lightsabers. Or uh, I was the weird kid watching Indiana Jones on VHS when I was a kid and spotting the snake's reflection in the glass when he drops down into the temple right uh and there's there's the cobra staring this at him and i like this is my because <laughs> uh, i i'm like i'm i'm that weird kid that like watches frame by frame so i just noticed some weird shit but i love the throne room fight like regardless of the weird inconsistencies of of a couple of like weird scenes or like, a, editing or whatever you got a set like, piece of there, choreography so that big like it's like there's yeah. gonna be stuff there's no way around like the force kick so and return of the jedi but uh like. well <laughs> the uh but even with with all the stuff going on in that throne room fight uh i still love kylo versus luke that is just to me like true, so perfect true. so good uh yeah. what about you guys favorite scenes uh, yeah I'm, I'm i'm gonna oh, i'm oh, gonna yeah. i'm gonna second that one without a doubt oh, okay. uh, right. in, in the case of the throne but yeah the uh the, the 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 sheer emotion uh and the ram- kind of the emotional ramifications of that duel between you know f- you know projecto luke and kylo uh and what that means for his character and how that so just great. that's an extra that's an extra that's an extra you know snap in the it's an extra nail in the coffin for that guy uh mm-hmm. is pretty intense and luke never throws a strike no. Never, no, he just, he dances. He was kung fu fighting. He oh, God, beautiful. That. I've done that to some of my yeah. students. Um, okay, so anybody that watches the throne room fight and is like, "Man, this isn't real," I've got super bad news for you about every Star Wars fight ever, with possible exception to the really boring one in A New Hope. Yeah, if there's a if there's a lightsaber fight that lasts longer than six seconds, it's it's super not real. Somebody mm-hmm. made a stupid choice to allow the fight to continue so that it could be longer than six seconds. And the only right. reason why you don't notice it is because you're not a martial artist. And so that's just like, that's the price of entry. Like, and so if you want it to be real, then there's not a single fight scene you have ever liked that was. And so then it's actually a, a, a preference of aesthetic and not a preference of reality. Um, if you have never watched the original trilogy and the fight scenes with Vader, and actually we get to see it in the Kenobi show as well, um, because of the costume, because of the cowl, Vader can't lift his hand above his face. Mm. And so all the choreography, his hand is basically shoulder height or lower. And it's a lot of single hand because if he puts both his hands together, it's got to be even lower. And so his mobility is even more restricted. Um, Mm. In Empire Strikes Back, they do a great job hiding that from the camera that like Vader is just sort of like, going four corners because it's all he can do um and if you're not a martial artist you look at it and it's like oh man vader's toying with him and if you're a martial artist you watch this guy that's moving really really woodenly and you're like oh man they did they had to work so hard to hide the fact that this dude could barely move like just because <laughs> the way that he has to turn his mother's house, it's like you're he's he is a wooden man holding a lightsaber like this is <laughs> this is that scene in every Jackie Chan movie where he's like bah, 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 except Vader's wood, the wooden man. <laughs> wood wood on top of wood. Yeah. And that and that's the 
like and so like a lot of the lightsaber fight scenes have been relatively simplistic choreography and not a whole lot of stuff going on when you think about the big set piece fight scenes we have there's the beginning of return of the jedi and like there's not a whole lot of like even the uh, the the big droids and jedi in attack of the clones it's it's really just like two mushes of people that kind of like squish together and then it pans away and then all of a sudden the jedi are surrounded like there's not there's not like really big complex scenes and so like the the mm. throne room fight in the last jedi is the most like the most ambitious fight choreography that a star wars movie has ever had and it's stylized mm. in a way that some people don't like the aesthetic and if it's not your thing that's fine that's cool if that's a bad fight scene because it's not real and the revenge of the sith fight scene is your favorite one then that's where it's like well wait a second <laughs> cuz they <laughs> They recycle a bunch of choreography <laughs> to make on. it fight longer and they film it from a different direction so you don't notice, but they're just doing the same crap. Yeah. <laughs> it's just really long. Um, Fair. The, yep. the Kylo thing that both of you guys brought up, if you got anybody that hasn't seen this, the strikes that Ray is practicing on the rock over next to Luke is the same way that Kylo attacks Luke. Mm-hmm. And so if you, ever, if you haven't All watched right. that, I've seen, I've seen a couple of people do like a super cut where they put them side by side so you can see it. Um, but it's, but so like the strikes that Ray is doing there are, that's how Kylo attacks Luke and that connection between the two of them, like the thing that they did for the dyad in the next movie, but like, just like all the, all the Mm -hmm. foreshadowing that happens throughout the movie, um, Mm -hmm. is like, it's really, really cool that they connected those in that way. And that makes the Kylo fight that much cooler to me that like Mm. they showed us how it was going to go. Yeah. Light. I love that. I, I mentioned on the last episode, uh, I, I, Alan, I don't know if you listened to the last one, but uh, I, I mentioned that people have a problem with how quick Ray picked everything up. And I said, well, that's because she's a dyad. And when she got close to Kylo, she downloaded everything that he's ever learned, like the Matrix, and they connected. So she knew instantly all of his stuff. So that that mirror and choreography just picked up from the force awakens of like, nah, there's a connection here. Like they're doing the same shit now. Like it's, and the, it, it, that, the, that's awesome. The throne room fight has that cool moment and the Raylos love it. Cause they're like back to back and, and Ray's got her mm-hmm. hands sliding down. Right. And so like that scene where they, they physically make a yin yang with their bodies is also mm-hmm. like the way that that fight scene, the story of it goes because they start apart and then the way they fight, they gradually like kind of twist together and that is where they do the most just like absolute wreck shit destruction. And then they separate again. And it's like, it's, it's the story of those characters where it's like, this is how good it could be if they were together. Yeah. This is how awesome this could be if they were together. You don't get to have that because this is Star Wars and we don't do happy. There aren't happy endings in Star Wars. There are only dark victories. Um. Yep. Righty, right, right. Well, Mark. Yes, sir. Let, let's keep it moving. All right. What? Yes. Uh, for the last bit, I'm going to combine kind of this, uh, basically let's get, let's hear your rankings for this movie and, and like how important it is. Uh, Alan, we already know this is in your, your top one or two yeah. super important. Um, story wise, emotional for you. Like what's this has, recap? this has a lot to say. And so like yeah. George Lucas has had a lot to say with his movies and a lot of the, like the new trilogy, the sequel trilogy didn't have a whole lot of 
didn't have a whole lot to say. Like the Force Awakens mm-hmm. didn't really have it didn't really have something it was trying to communicate to us. Um, the Rise of Skywalker didn't really feel like it had you know something other than like the there are more of us moment. That's really like the the lesson that it has. Um, so like the the messaging from the Last Jedi because George Lucas has never been shy about having something that he was trying to say and he has been scathing in his opinions of politicians and oh, yeah. um, uh, the like, all manner of things and what, what he mm-hmm. believes to be, you know, what is right and good and true in this universe and, and whatever. Um, and so the fact that the last Jedi was very, like very, very pointed in its theme and who the bad guys were and, and what, yep. it, what it had no patience for. Um, yeah. Very important. Charlie. Um, golly, I, I struggle with this one. Um, certainly because of our somewhat quasi shared disdain for what comes after it. Um, I was, I was less happy with it when it came out than I am watching it this time and thinking about Luke and his journey and Mm -hmm. how tethered, Mm -hmm. how how tied back he was. So that, uh, that for me exponentially shot this one up in the rankings, but yeah, the first the, the two thirds worth of movie tropes before it kind of drags it backwards <laughs> for me. So it's still it's it, it still ends up somewhere in the middle of the pack. You know, the prequels for me still being pretty much at the bottom. Mm. Um, so this th- this might be dead middle for me if I was mm. to put all 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 your let all eleven films together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah i I would rank it probably higher middle, maybe because I I still. I love the original trilogy, um, uh, and even like I mean, there are there are scenes and moments of this movie that obviously, like I have one imprinted on an iPad that I got. Like there's there's mm-hmm. things of this that like I would have tattooed on my body, like that I I mm-hmm. live by. That it's 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 important. So I don't know if it's hitting. Excuse me, my voice is starting to go. Here we go. Uh, I don't know if it's hitting that like top three kind of thing, but like it's, I'd say higher middle ish kind of thing. And if I had to rank them all and I'd have to think about that, but I do think Mm -hmm. it's, it's very important for what it did and what it does and how much it changes up the formula of a star Wars movie. So um, yeah. So I think that's it. Uh, let's let's wrap it up. Uh, yes, yes. Alan, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you have one more lightsaber to show off. So that let's show it. that off. That was, that was this, uh, is, this is it. This is the... That's the one. Okay. I, 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 okay. I figured that was the one, but that's, so that's nice. awesome. So the, the Lego Saber disc and then some other things as well are going to be hitting the site in the next couple of weeks as I awesome. get caught up on some of my communication backlog and can throw time at like getting items created. Woohoo! Uh, but yeah, so that that's finally going to be available. That's one of the the things that people request the most. Um, there may or may not be an Inquisitor saber going up as well. Um, oh my, fancy. oh my goodness! Well, it's got to do better. <laughs> right. than, it's got to do better than Hans Lamb, which we've talked about <laughs> ad nauseum. Woo! We're not even going to get started. No, we we, we, uh, we, we, we we trust me. This is already twice as long as any episode we've ever had. But you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's oh, time well spent. It's okay. It is. It is. Tell people where they can find you and where they can follow you on the internet, please. So the, the shop is levelupsabers.com. And if you are, uh, if, if having a saber will bring a joinus to your heart place, then what I recommend is you uh, 
follow the social media links for our friends here that provided this podcast. Because uh, if you follow the link and make purchases that way, it helps support the pod. Um, and if you guys are active enough in doing that, then they might have me back even as verbose as I was. Uh, and so that would be awesome. Please all, follow all, me. Only, only with the stopwatch. Only, uh, uh, fair enough. We'll get the hook. It'll be all right. Um, <laughs> um, I am Level Up Light 1 on TikTok. I am also Level Up Light 2 because I occasionally um, I, I occasionally earn hush hush no-nos by showing Who a on TikTok, sword though? on TikTok. Anyway, yeah. um, uh, Level Up Light on Instagram. And uh, I don't remember what my Twitter is. Please don't. I, oh, uh, Star Wars Twitter Kung is Fu not. Ye? Oh yeah, Kung Fu Yay. Uh, Star, Star Wars Twitter, Twitter is someplace that I spent five minutes on once upon a time and decided that that was four minutes too long. Uh, <laughs> but since I have a business and I need to be present on social media, I'm, I'm yeah. trying. I'm trying very hard. But yes, yeah, yes. Star Wars. Great Twitter to have you is, Oh my god, it can be a good space. You just need to hit the block button a few dozen oh times. Oh my first. god. Oh my that's god! All. That's they all. It's coming around. Out it is there. coming around. Uh, Charlie, ooh, rolling it away. You can find me over on Twitter at the C three. Spell it out. My lovely wife April and I also run the USS Grand Petoskey. That is the West Michigan chapter of the International Starfleet Star Trek Fan Club. You can find us on socials at that name and at the website. Similarly, I also tried to put up all of our content over at the Secret Friends Unite facebook communities so keep your eyeballs when i have the time when i'm not on the road sometimes when i am on the road you know swerving all, all you know it's all for the craft swerving all over the road whatever it is i gotta do and you can find me pretty much everywhere tiktok instagram here there everywhere at uh the underscore canardian i'm gonna light my saber up too i'm oh, fresh i keep saying time. i'm gonna bring there it down go. but i don't I, I i don't have one of your fancy sabers i have a store-bought kind there you go um alan thank you so much for joining us this has been an absolute pleasure i love that knuckle saber that is so badass uh thanks for joining us once again i had a blast guys thank you for having me hopefully hopefully we can do this again yes indeedly do friends as always thank you for joining us i'm going to tell you that sharing is caring keep on trucking may the force be with you rex play us out that's a lot out of me this time of night, so. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite Podcasting Network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.